Hi guys, welcome back to Elephants in the Room. Um, I feel a little weird. I don't know. I feel like a little anxious as I'm filming this, which is really weird because um, I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, but yeah, I'm just feeling like a little bit overwhelmed and like, I don't know. I actually spent a good amount of time trying to like plan this episode and prepare I really want to be intentional about the things that I talk about, but I guess I just kind of am feeling like a little bit of, bit of like imposter syndrome or like kind of just doubting myself or like doubting everything in this moment. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna do this episode anyways and yeah, we're just going to talk and I just need to not be scared because fear is not good. And, um, it's not from God. So we're just going to do this. Um, let me crack, crack a can open. Cheers. This is like one of the best flavors ever. Anyways, how was your guys' week? I hope you guys had a good week. Um, how was my week? Let me think. I'm trying to think about this last week. My week was actually good. Um, went through some hard stuff. There was, there was two days that were, well, I guess one day that was really super challenging, but I feel much better now and, um, things are looking up and yeah, (laughs) it's all very complicated. So today I wanted to talk about something that is very complex and matter of fact, like as I did research on it and tried to obtain as much information as I could. It was very interesting because there was just a lot of different opinions, a lot of different explanations. Um, and there wasn't anything that was like super clear about it, which is cool, which is why I'm happy to talk about it. Cause I want to talk about these things that are not spoken about enough or not talked about enough or, you know, like just dig deeper into these topics that we like talk about, but we don't really talk about. And especially we don't talk about like the uh, unglamorous side of these things. So today we're going to be talking about growth and why it's so painful and why it's so messy and just a little bit more of what growth is. And so I just started doing research on it and trying to just like dive deeper into growth and then also thinking back to times in my life when I've experienced a lot of growth and just trying to like wrap it all into one. So yeah, this is going to be kind of interesting. Um, So when you think about growth, like I initially thought, okay, like simply what is just growth? Like what's the definition of growth? And it's literally just when something is like enhancing or growing in size. Um, as far as like a plant or a human or anything like that. Um, but then I thought about it in the sense of what is growth emotionally or physically or mentally, you know, what are all these terms and what, what does growth look like in those areas? Um, so when we think about like physical growth, like I said, physical growth is when like literally you are growing in size. Um, so that could be like when you're a young kid and you're going through puberty and your body is having these changes and like you are physically growing every day. You're getting taller, your nose is getting bigger, your feet are getting bigger. Like you are physically growing. 
So that's like when you think about physical growth, even another, another definition or term for physical growth would be like, um, our muscles. So like, as everyone knows, there's always like the cliche saying of like, you have to like tear your muscle down and, you know, kind of break it a little bit to be able to have it grow back stronger. And that's true. That's literally like what you do when you exercise, when you weight lift or you do any type of classes, like you are literally breaking down your muscles for them to then grow back stronger. So that's physical growth. Um, what is personal growth? Personal growth is a process of both understanding yourself and pushing yourself to reach your highest potential. So when I think about personal growth, I kind of think about like in a career sense or goals or different things like that. Like we are growing, um, I guess like our understanding, our knowledge, all these different things and kind of pushing ourselves to reach this higher version of ourselves, I guess. But that's also complicated because it's like, what does that even really mean? And like, um, I guess it's just like, what do you think? What do you define as your highest potential? And I think that that's different for people. Like, I think, you know, for me, it used to be about money and success and, you know, like all these life achievement achievements, like getting married and getting to the next level of whatever it is, a lot more of like materialistic things in this world, which I don't think are bad things to want to grow towards. But I also don't think that that's like what matters to me and what I really want to grow towards. Like, that's not what my purpose is in this life. And so for me, like what matters to me and what I feel like my, like the highest version of myself or my highest potential is becoming more like Christ and also like falling into, you know, and obeying and leaning into God's will for my life and his purpose for my life. Um, so I don't necessarily see those things as much as growth as I used to. Now, I think those things are still a part of growth, but yeah, just kind of trying to break down to help you guys understand. So there's like personal growth and then there's emotional growth. So emotional growth involves learning what feelings and emotions are, understanding how and why they occur, recognizing your own feelings and those of others and developing effective ways for managing those feelings. So I think a lot of that can happen in therapy and, um, you know, through reading the word of God, I think that can happen through just informing yourself, gathering as much knowledge you can about psychology, about how the brain works, about how emotions work, um, and just the the healthiest ways to deal with them. And then obviously there's also spiritual growth and that is, I believe just growing closer and developing a deeper relationship with Jesus and learning more about him and, you know, just trying to be more in touch and tune with his spirit. So there's a lot of different parts of growth And overall, like growth is obviously a good thing. I think that there's not one person who would say like, oh, growth is a bad thing. Um, But I feel like we don't always talk about like how it really happens in the messy side of it and the dark side of it and the scary side of it and how growth is one of those things that's kind of hard to identify. It's kind of like a lot of the times when we are going through something where we are growing, we don't really realize it until after. And we go through something really terrible and it feels like we're taking a billion steps backwards. But really when we get to the other side, we see that it was actually leading us to that point where we could look back and be like, wow, that's why that happened. That's why I had to go through that. 
it all makes sense now. And on the other end of all of that, I'm happier and I'm better off and I'm a better person. And it led me closer to what I want or what is good for me or, you know, the better version of myself that I want to be. So it's like a lot of the times growth is really confusing and really messy because it's like, what even is it? Like, do you know what I mean? And and it's really hard to identify because during the growing process, it's almost like we can't even tell. So like, for example, like our hair grows every day. Now, do we wake up every day and look in the mirror and we're like, oh my gosh, like my hair is growing. Like my hair grew an inch. Like my hair is so much longer than it was yesterday. No, we don't even notice it. We don't really even pay attention to it. Matter of fact, we usually don't notice that our hair has even grown, at least for me. And then, you know, I'll go to like a a, a family reunion or um, you know, something like that. You go to some event or you see old friends or someone and they're like, oh my gosh, your hair is so much longer. Like your hair so long, it's grown so much. And you're like, oh my gosh, crazy. Thank you. Like, but you didn't even really realize it because it's such a small change every day that you're not going to look in the mirror and notice it. It's not going to be something that you identify or really recognize until a substantial amount of time has gone by. So it's like that is literally growth. Like when we are going through things, it definitely, especially on like an emotional and personal level, a lot of times when we are going through something and we are growing through something, we just don't see it. We don't realize it. And and another part of this is that when you think about physical growth, Part of the reason that we don't see the growth every single day is because we're also not seeing what's going on behind the scenes. Does that make sense? So it's like when you think about your hair growing, I don't even know the science behind that. I don't even know how the follicle grows. All I know is obviously we have like hair follicles that go down in our head and they're deep and somehow, somehow they're growing. I don't know what the science is behind that, but I know that there is science behind that. And then you think about, you know, like our physical bodies that grow when we go to sleep at night, like our bodies are doing crazy things. They are healing. They're recovering. They are resting. When you are asleep, when you are resting, like your body is so powerful and, and just beyond, I, I don't know the science behind how all of those things happen, but physically we are literally growing while we are sleeping. But are we seeing the process of that? No. So we don't really like recognize it because we don't really know how we got there. We don't really know how like we weren't when we were asleep. You can't see yourself sleeping and see all the things that your body is doing. So you're not witnessing it. So when you wake up and you've grown, you don't really notice it. And so it's like I think that that's one of the reasons it's really hard to identify when we are growing because there is a process And it may not be what you think it is. It it may not look the way that you think it's supposed to look. And so it's almost like bigger than us in a sense. And so I think that that's sometimes why when we do have growth in our lives, whether that's, you know, emotionally or personally or spiritually or whatever it is, or just as a whole, we don't, we're not quick to identify and we're not quick to identify it because we don't understand how it actually happens. And even to this day, now that I have grown, there are times when like, 
I have like a full circle moment and I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, I'm glad I went through that. Like that was so hard, but like, oh my gosh, look, I like, now I know how to do this and now I feel this way. And and I can't even trace back to how it really began. Like I can, but there were so many little parts that led me to that moment. And so it's just like so much bigger than us, if that makes sense. And like, here are some ways that we can grow. So like we can grow in empathy. We can grow in knowledge. We can grow in compassion, kindness, strength, maturity, loyalty, resiliency. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that term, but, um, people always used to tell me growing up that I was really resilient and growing up, I kind of took it as a compliment, but now I'm like, or I was just going through really hard stuff all the time. And I had to bounce back, but I didn't want to like, so resiliency is like when you do face opposition or trials or anything, you bounce back really quick. So you like recover really fast. Um, and I think resiliency is a good thing, but I also think that it can be kind of a cover up for our bodies being in fight or flyer and survival mode and having to recover and not actually getting the proper rest or recovery that it you know, that we need, whether that's physically or emotionally. So I think that was a lot of my life is I was resilient, but I was really just going through really hard, painful things that I shouldn't have been going through, but I had no choice to just shove it down and keep going. And the whole saying like fake it till you make it. I don't really believe in that. It's like, yes, I get where you're coming from, but I think like you have to like walk through what you're going through to get on the other side. You can't jump. You can't take shortcuts. Like you have to literally go through it to get to the other side. And so I think sometimes like the whole term of like, Oh, you're so strong or you're so resilient. It's like, maybe I just haven't actually had the time or the support or the environment to like healthfully and like actually go through and, and, and experience and feel the emotions that I should and the pain and all these different things. And like, you have to feel it to heal. You have to feel it to heal it. I believe that. And so a lot of times when we're just shoving down our emotions and shoving down what we're going through, we just keep going, 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 going. It's like, it's going to catch up to us. It's going to catch up to you. And you're going to have to stop and you're going to have to slow down to actually heal and recover from those things that have happened to, or those things that you've been through. I got a little off track, but all of that to say is there's a lot of ways we can grow. Now, I feel like I'm giving like some Ted talk on growth. Um, and I don't want this to just be like something you can just go like this podcast isn't about like just spewing knowledge. I don't know a lot and I spend time researching and doing things. But I also want to tell you guys my experience and I want to talk about like parts of these things that aren't talked about. And a lot of what I kind of just went over is stuff that you can find and read on the internet. So I want to talk about the other stuff. Um, Now, obviously growth is scary because it requires change. You're going to stay the same if nothing changes. You know, we're always looking for like a quick fix. And that's one of the things about growth is it's like not because <laughs> like true growth and healing. There's no time limit on that. And it's so accustomed to you and to the things that you've been through. So there's just so many layers and it's so complex. And I think that's why it's interesting to talk about these things because it's almost like if you get too specific and if you say something is the exact certain way, it's almost discouraging in a sense, because then when someone goes through something that's a little bit 
different than what someone explains, they, they're confused and they question if they're actually healing or if they're actually growing. And I know you guys have probably heard this before, but like healing isn't linear and healing is a really huge part of growth. It takes a lot of acceptance to start to heal. And then after we start to heal from the things that have happened to us or the things that we've been through, that's when the growth comes in because that's when you take the bad things that have happened to you and the bad things that you've been through and the mistakes that you've made and you recognize what happened, you accept it, but then you realize that you want more and you want better. So you learn lessons and then you actually learn to apply those lessons to your life. And not only that, but to apply the peace and the acceptance to your life that you maybe didn't have before. And so it's like, growth is messy and it's complicated, but there's just so many parts of it. And then also one thing I want to, I want to have you guys consider is like, sometimes a plant stops growing and sometimes, you know, that's because it hasn't seen sunlight. And sometimes that's because it wasn't being watered. Sometimes it's because you planted it in the wrong spot and maybe it can't receive what it needs. So you have to uproot that plant and move it. All of that to say is that growth requires change. We're not going to grow. We're not going to learn if we don't let ourselves go through changes and changes are uncomfortable and changes are scary. When we experience or go through changes in our lives, we don't know the outcome and that's super scary. Change is scary, but so is staying in a place you know that you don't belong And I mean, that's just like the theme of growth. Sometimes it's easier to stay somewhere that you're comfortable than to go somewhere that you just don't know. Like the fear of the unknown is real. And so a lot of the times we come to a place of stagnancy. So like we're not growing, we're not learning, we're not moving. We've reached the highest amount of growth we can in a specific place And we choose to stay because we're scared of the unknown. But if we were to just take a step forward or take a step to the other side or take that, you know, that seed and uproot it to a different place where it has more sunlight and it has more exposure to water, it would grow bigger and bigger and bigger and more beautiful. And that's just like us. And so it's like, sometimes we have to change something. We have to change our environment. We have to change our perspective. We have to change our habits. There are certain things that we have to change to be able to experience growth. And those things are scary. And so I think about times that I've had to grow in my life. And there's been a lot. I mean, growing up, like I was very naive and I loved people to a fault. I was loyal to a fault. Um, And I didn't love or respect myself. And there's a lot that goes into that, Um, you know, and, and it sucks, but it's like, we have to sometimes learn the hard way, you know, it'd be so nice if like someone could just come to us and be like, Hey, don't do this and don't do that. And don't do this. And like, you're, you're never going to have to face any hard things in your life. You're never going to have to hurt. You're never going to have to go through pain, you know, but the crazy thing is, I don't know about you guys. But even if someone tells you to do something or to not do something out of an effort to protect you, 
We usually don't listen. Why? We usually have to learn for ourselves. And that sucks. Like I remember my therapist when I first started going to her, she used to tell me these things. She'd say like, Nicole, like, you know, you're not prioritizing yourself. You're, you're letting yourself be mistreated. You're putting yourself in this situation. You know, this person is this and this person is that, and this isn't healthy and you need to remove yourself from this and you need to do that. And I was like, yeah, but this, or, but I love them or, but, but, but this, but that, And I tried to come up with these rationalizations because I was so scared of losing what I knew. And I was so scared of losing what I thought was for me and what I thought I wanted. And it felt like if I let go of those things and those people, that it was the end of the world and that it was the end of my life and that I would never experience joy and that I would never be happy and that I would never, I would never get or gain what I lost. And I was so scared of that. And so what she would do is she would say, okay, (laughs) okay. And she would set me up in situations. So she would let me do the things that I wanted, even though she would advise me against them. And then when I would come in her office, I would explain to her, oh, I did this. And then this happened. And she'd be like, hmm, hmm, that's really weird did I say something to you about that last week? And I was like, Oh, I see. So you let me mess up. You let me literally mess up so I could actually see that what you said was true and that I was wrong. Oh, and she was like, why, why do you think I did that? And she knew that I was stubborn. She knew that it was something that I needed to learn for myself. And so I had to go through these really hard and painful things for me to actually accept reality. Everything that I thought I lost was not a loss. And everything that I feared I would never have didn't really matter anyways. That's one of the beautiful things about losing everything when I got divorced and when I left my religion of 19 years is that I had nothing. And when I had nothing, I realized that Jesus meant everything. And I also realized that without him, everything meant nothing. And that was a really crazy realization because now as I have a lot of the things I fear losing, I have the sweetest boyfriend who is imperfect, but fights for me every day and loves the Lord and leads me and loves me and takes care of me. And I have a job that I love. I'm literally able to do this. And, and it's just crazy. Like I have these things that I've lost that I feared losing, but I don't see them the same way I used to. And what's beautiful about that is that I know that my joy and my happiness is not reliant 
on my circumstances. It's not reliant on my partner. It's not reliant on what I do for work or where I live or how much money I have in my bank account. None of those things matter. They're great and they add fruit and beauty to my life, but without the source, without the root of God, without the root in Christ, I have nothing because nothing will fulfill me. Nothing will, you know, fill the void that I have in my heart for him. And so it's like when you have your roots in the right place and you know what really matters, everything else is an addition. And so you think about a tree, you think about a tree when it's rooted in the right place, it has stability, it has strength, it's not moving. So no matter what happens to the branches, no matter how many leaves fall off, the root remains and the tree continues to grow and it continues to grow. I mean, when you think about an apple tree, it will continue to grow new fruit. If you cut off a branch, what happens? It'll grow another branch and more fruit will grow on it. And so it's like really beautiful to think about that. But what I want to talk about is my healing process and my process into growing, I guess. And, um, the first step, which is interesting because it ties into everything we talked about, um, was breaking, was tearing me and my life apart and everything that I thought I knew. Grew up Mormon. It was all I knew. It was all I loved. It was my security. It was my, it was everything to me. And then I got married you get married, you know, you make a promise to spend the rest of your life with someone and it's, it means everything to you. It's a huge thing. And so I built up this life. I built this, you know, I let this tree grow, but, um, the root wasn't in the right place and the tree wasn't producing fruit. And Really, like metaphorically, if I look at my life, God came in and uprooted that tree, planted a new seed, put me in a new place and rooted me in him and started to grow this tree. But I lost everything that I had, every branch, every fruit that I thought was so good, the best fruit. And it wasn't. And I had to start from scratch. I lost everything. And... I want to talk about that time because that time was really dark and and that that's what this podcast is about guys. Like this podcast is not about like, let's talk about growth. Let me read the definition of growth. You know, like let's talk about the scariness and, and, and the, the deep parts. And I'm trying to understand how to describe this best to you guys, but guys, like when that happened, number one, I'll tell you this much. I never thought that I would look back and say, wow, I'm glad that that happened to me. And I'm glad that I walked away from that. I'm glad that I lost that. Oh, you could have not, you could have not convinced me if you were to talk to Nicole six years ago and told her that 
oh, so you're going to get married in the temple and, you know, you're going to have everything that you thought you ever wanted and then it's all going to be taken away from you. And then you're going to be happy that it happened. I would have laughed in your face. I would have laughed in your face. And there was so much resistance. Like, let me tell you guys, let's just, let's just really dive into this. When I left the church and got divorced, which were, you know, all at similar times, it was all, I got married at 18 and I left the church at 19. And I also started slowly, you know, the divorce process or separation around that time as well. It's very complex, but, um, I was miserable and I was in denial and I was so resilient to any change being made. I held on to my religion and to my marriage with all of my might, with every hand, every finger that I could grab and hold on to it. I did. I did not want to let it go. And even as God was showing me that the fruits that it was producing were bad and that the root of it was not correct. It was not rooted in the right soil with soil with the right seed. And it was breaking apart. I was persistent. I, I believed that it could it could get better. And I believed that if, if there's one little good part of this, then I can, I can save it and I can, you know, produce goodness out of this. Like I was just not ready. I was not ready. And I was not willing to give up what I thought I needed and what I thought I wanted and what I thought was for me and what I thought, what I thought the plans I had for my life. Um, and God had different plans, (laughs) very different plans. By um, never, I, nothing I would have ever expected. That initial part of my healing and, and growth journey was really terrible. Um, it's uncomfortable to talk about these things. And it's funny. Cause like this podcast is all about me being really vulnerable, but Sometimes it's actually really scary to be vulnerable because these are like some really dark times that I went through. Like if you guys would have met me or known me during that time, I was like miserable. Um, But yeah, when, when my marriage started to fall apart and when I started to um, see some of the false doctrine and some of the things going on within the church and the Lord started to pull on my heart to open my mind to other things. I was very resilient. Matter of fact, I had a uh, Christian boss at the time. Um, so yeah, at the time I had a Christian boss when I first started having marital issues. And, uh, obviously I was Mormon. I grew up Mormon. I got married in the temple. I actually taught primary at the time. So I was very active in the church at the time. Um, and he always used to encourage and ask me to go to church, to his church. And I was like, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. (laughs) Um, because I believed what I believed in was right. And I didn't see any reason in entertaining any other ideologies or beliefs. And even though as a, you know, as a Mormon, you also are a Christian. 
um, and you're taught that you, you know, you believe in Jesus. So even though you have different, um, beliefs and there's additives to all of that, you, you primarily are a Christian. So I used to, you know, or that's what is taught. And so I used to tell him like, Oh, I'm a Christian too. And he would be like, Oh, cool. Like, so like, you know, what do you guys believe about this? And what do you believe about this? And we used to kind of talk about these things. And growing up, one of the things about me too, is I was very hard headed. Um, I was always, I think I was always not super judgmental just because of my childhood, but I definitely was hard headed in the sense that if I believed in something, I believed in it and you couldn't change my mind. And one of those things was the church. Matter of fact, when I left the church, my family was so shocked because they thought I was the last person that would ever leave the church of my family. Like I was like the one that they were like, she'll never leave. Um, but yeah, so he had started to, you know, ask me, oh yeah, you want to come to Christian church? And I was like, "Mm, maybe, I don't know. Long story short, the only reason I ever ended up going was because I was seeking advice from someone who was in the Christian church who had also had similar marriage struggles. And so I actually met up with her just to chat with her because I needed support and guidance because I was desperate and I needed help and I was hurting. And she met me at the church. And I remember when I went to the church, I pulled up and I saw a cross and in the church crosses are kind of like, you don't want to, you don't want to represent the death of Christ. They don't want to like show that too much. And so they don't like showing the cross as much. It's interesting. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much cause I don't know if I know the exact reasoning, but moral of the story, LDS people, we don't wear crosses. We don't represent ourselves with crosses. That's like not a thing. And then obviously Christians do. And so I saw this cross and I was like, Oh, I just got this like kind of bad feeling. And was like, Ooh, I don't know. Like you're kind of taught that everything else is like, they have the some parts of the truth, but we have the whole truth. And it was just, it wasn't a good feeling. Moral of the story, I had this kind of dark feeling and I was nervous to go in the church. And I remember I walked in and I was like, okay, this isn't as scary as I thought. And I actually don't feel as dark as I thought I was going to feel in here, but I had convinced myself that I knew exactly how I was going to feel. And it's because I had a way of life and I had a belief and I wasn't willing to see or change what I believed in or what I was going to do, or I wasn't willing to change my heart position or my thought position. And so it wasn't until I actually exposed myself to that, that I was able to see, Oh, maybe I'm kind of wrong about that. Long story short, that following week, I decided to, uh, go to Christian church finally. Um, and I remember when I walked in, I literally had come from my Mormon church service and I walked in and I saw everyone just with their arms up in worship, praising God and saw people crying. I saw people just, I just felt the spirit. And I remember looking at all these people and I was like, oh, so like they love God too. And like, this isn't as scary as I thought. And like, it it, it was, it was a moment of, um, really realizing my lack of, of maturity in a sense of like, I thought I just knew everything. And then I saw like, Oh wait, okay. Like maybe the Mormon church isn't the only place who knows the truth or I don't know. It was like, it was just, it shocked me, but I had to get out of my element. I had to get out of my environment to even be exposed to see 
that and to feel that, which then pushed me into growth, which leads into all of this. Long story short, I was so resilient to take those steps. I got a Bible. When I got a Bible, I started to read the Bible and I started to fall in love with Jesus and I started to develop a personal relationship with him. And then throughout that, you know, I started to see, I started to see the doctrinal things that don't align and contradict the teachings of the Bible. And that was scary. You want to know why? Because I loved the church. It was everything to me. Walking away from the church, even when I believed that I knew everything, was still scary because I knew I was going to lose a lot. I knew I was going to lose respect. I knew I was going to lose trust. I knew that I was going to be judged. I knew that I was going to lose community. And I feared the other side. I feared what dating would be like outside of the church. I feared never being understood. I feared what if I'm wrong? I had all these fears, but I knew in my heart that as hard as it was to walk away from the church, I knew that it was the right thing. And I knew that once God had exposed the truth to me and had shown me who he was losing everything was worth gaining him with that being said this was sleepless nights this was moments of anger tears sobbing crying confusion empty prayers where I would pray and I would feel nothing and I would hear nothing and I was full of confusion and anger like I didn't get to that point by sunshines and rainbows it was a messy scary dark journey. It was, there was a lot, there was so much that went into it. There was so much that went into it. And same thing for my marriage. I did not finally accept and, and, and walk away until I had exhausted every single option. I did not want to give up. And even though God kept showing me and the bad fruits and all these things. And I kept having to be slapped in the face by these hard life lessons and being hurt and being all these things. And I, I don't want to get into details, but after just going through it and going through it and going through it, I finally had to let go and be like, I have to let go of this. But guess what? That was sleepless nights. That was me driving in my car, crying at the top of my lungs, asking why that was me mad at God confused as why would you put this person in my life? Why would I marry this person? If this, if this is going to happen. And I was mad at God for a really long time because I believed when I first gave my heart to the Lord and I started to pursue him, I full heartedly believed that he would heal my marriage. And let me tell you something. When that fell apart, I was really angry at God. I was really confused. And like these times are scary to talk about, but guys, like I used to literally sit in my room, blood curdling tears, snot down my face, crying out to God, yelling at God, yelling, yelling, anger, cussing. I was so angry. I would go on drives and listen to sad music. I would go and listen to podcasts about the church and I would get so mad and I would be so confused 
and it was just so it was so much it was so much and I and I and I just I had no hope and I was so lost and I was mad and I I didn't know how I didn't see the other side I didn't see how I could have ever survived I didn't really think I was going to share some of this today but here we are um when I tell you guys I went through a season of depression I went through a season of just so much hopelessness I went through a lot of seasons in that time and it was really messy and scary and I went through self-hatred I went through a lot of insecurity a lot of anger a lot of confusion a lot of doubt a lot of questioning a lot of bitterness a lot of a lot of a lot of everything bargaining and on that note, I want to talk about the um, some of the stages of grief and stages of healing. Denial, which I was in that stage for a really long time, and that stage looked like a lot of just resistance from me to accept reality. A lot of the times when we are in an unsafe place, in a toxic relationship, in a toxic work environment, in a toxic religion, in anything that is hurting us and anything that is not good for us, it's really easy to only focus on the good things and to ignore the bad things. And it's not to say that anything or any relationship that you will ever be in will be perfect. But if there are no good fruits and if the root is not in the right place, you may have to consider removing yourself uprooting everything that you've built because you may not be able to grow anymore where you are so there's denial then I went through anger angry at myself angry at the people who hurt me angry at my parents angry at the church angry at my marriage anger I was angry angry at God anger Angry at myself for the ways that I thought I had ruined things. Angry and self-critical. Thinking of all the ways that I could have done something different. Which leads into the next step. Bargaining. Well, if I just do this. Or if they just did this. Or if I would have just done this different. Or if they would have just done this different. Or if this was different. Or if maybe they changed this. Or maybe if that. You go through this bargaining. You guys know what bargaining is, right? It's like an exchange. You try to bargain these things. Um, well, maybe if I give this. And I went through that like so much, even with the church, because I would sit there and say, well, the church is good. They do good things. They teach about Jesus. <laughs> But the foundation and the roots is not right. And it's not the truth. I believe, I believe that the word of God is, is true. And if there's anything that takes away from it or discredits or contradicts what I believe God said, can't be true 
Not to mention there's a lot of things that goes into that. And to be honest, guys, I've been really scared to talk about the church on this podcast to the depths that I want to because I don't want to hurt people. I have a lot of people in my life, a lot of amazing Mormon LDS people in my life that love Jesus and that love others. But this podcast is about talking about hard things and things that are uncomfortable. So if, so if you are a Mormon or you are LDS, you're part of the church of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love you. I'm so happy that you're here. And I never want to disrespect or devalue your beliefs or where you're at, because guess what? I was once there too. But at the same time, this is a part of my story. This is a part I feel of my purpose. And it's a duty that I feel like I have to myself and to God, to anyone else who's going through what I went through to share. And I hope that you hear my heart and that I want to do it as respectfully and kindly as I can because I understand. And even now, if someone gets, you know, on me and talks about what I believe in and talks poorly about Christians or any, it's hard. It's hard. I get it. I get it. I get it. So I just hope you know my heart here. And I hope you know that my efforts is to bring light to these dark places that we don't talk about that are uncomfortable and scary and trying to navigate through them with grace and love. So I hope you hear my heart on that. Um, all of that to say, I didn't want to leave the church. I did not, but I did. And it was, it was an essential part of my growth and, and my healing and, and it led me to where I am today. And if I would have never gave up the church and if I would have never walked away from my marriage and let go of the pain of that and let go of the idealization or the bargaining of that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And if I wouldn't have cried myself to sleep every night for months and gotten in my car screaming, crying, cussing at God, thinking that I wouldn't even make it to the next day, going to work and physically wanting to die the entire time, having extensive conversations with people around me, trying to convince them as to why I shouldn't give up. And why I shouldn't step away from the church. It was dark. I felt like I lost every part of myself. I felt like I had nothing. And it was just, it was just so much. I'm literally like actually so even triggered talking about it. Because it was such a scary time. But all of that to say, like, we want to talk about the beautiful parts of growth. We want to talk about like, oh, look, I've grown and I've learned how to set healthy boundaries and I've learned to love myself and I've learned, you know, to be unique and not care what other people think. I've learned how to have healthy relationships. I've learned all these things. Look at where I am now. We want to show the fruits. We want to show the fruits of our growth, but we don't want to show how we got there. 
because it's dark and it's scary. So if you are going through something right now and you physically feel like you literally are not going to make it another day, I want to encourage you that I've been there before. If you are in a place where you feel like you'll never be able to love yourself again, you feel like you hate every part of you, you feel like you are not enough, you feel like there's something wrong with you, I've been there before. You're going to get through this. If you feel like there's no hope for your life, if you feel like there's no hope for your dreams, for your goals, if you feel like you're a failure, if you feel like you've messed everything up that you want or that you've hurt someone else or that there's no coming out of this, there is. I want to encourage you that if you are in your car every day, sobbing, crying, screaming, and you feel like you're not healing and you feel like you're not growing, you are. You literally are because one day you're going to wake up and know it's never going to be perfect and know you're not going to ever have anything figured out and know you're never going to be like fully perfect and everything's just going to be seamless and you're not going to have any trauma and you're not going to have any triggers and you're going to be fully healed and fully recovered and not have any, um, yeah, yeah, like never get triggered again or never hurt again or never be sad again. Like you can still be sad about the things you went through years and years later. That doesn't mean you haven't healed. It's that healing and growing is a continual long, long process. And a lot of times there are things that we won't heal or recover from for a really long time because we have to be exposed to a different part of us. And it may be in a new relationship and it may be in a new job and it may be in a new circumstance and it may be in a new habit, maybe in a new environment. You don't know, but God does. God sees that. He sees the trajectory. He sees how you heal. He sees how you grow. And I am still healing and recovering from so many things and so many layers and so many details of, of my life. And it's complicated, but I just want to encourage you guys that it's like, it's really messy and it's like not perfect and it's healing and growing. If you just feel like you're not making any progress, I almost would say that that's when you are making progress is when you feel like you're making no progress at all. Because it's through the dark, the really, really, really dark times and through moving through those times that the light's going to shine through. And you just, you just physically and like emotionally and mentally just like cannot get to joy and peace and acceptance and any of those things without going through the hard things. Like you literally have to go through them, which sucks. It's. I think we all wish we could just go over them or under them or around them, but there's like no shortcuts to healing or growing or anything. It's just like really messy. Like growing and healing is just like really, really messy. And we're just doing it every day. And sometimes literally it takes us being so broken down, whether that's you individually or your relationship, it takes conflict and pain and deep insecurity and deep wounds to really dig in there to come out and heal. Because those dark things will never heal if they're never brought to light. So if there are wounds, if there are dark things, there is pain. It has to come to surface for you to heal, for you to grow. Sometimes that's really painful. I would say most of the time, really painful. So I almost want to say like, if you are literally going through it right now and you are going through pain and sadness and confusion and, 
if your life is hard and if what you're going through is hard, I want to encourage you that you are on the right side. Because when you come out of this, you're going to look back and I know, I know it doesn't feel like it, but you're going to be grateful that it happened. Because you couldn't be and you couldn't go where you're meant to go if you didn't go through these things that you didn't want to go through. Maybe things that you didn't deserve. You know, they always say God gives his hardest battles to his strongest soldiers. I don't believe that. But we do live in a world full of evil, sin, free will. A lot of bad things can happen. But the promise that God gives us is that he will turn everything that the enemy meant for evil and use it for your good and his glory. And if my life and my story is an evidence of that, now again, I'm a work in progress. Trust me, guys, my life is not figured out at all. And there's still a lot. There's a lot going on. I know it may seem on the outside like I have it all figured out, but trust me, my life's not perfect. And there's a lot of really dark stuff and, and painful stuff that's happening right now. But I know that God is using it to grow my character. And he's using it because I'll tell you this much. I would not appreciate where I'm at right now. I would not appreciate the relationship I'm in and some of the freedom that I have in my walk with God and in what I do in a career if I didn't go through what I went through. And I also don't think that I would have been able to handle it. And I'm still figuring out, hey, but I see that that was my preparation. I see that God used that to teach me and to mold me into who he needed me to be to be able to experience these things. And he's going to continue to do that. I'm going to keep going through really hard things, but I know at the end of the day that it's going to push me closer to him and it's going to push me to be more like him and it's going to push me more to the things that are meant for me. So when you face hard times, when you face these trials, when you face sadness and confusion and isolation and insecurity and just pain and destruction, just know that there is good that will come out of it. I know it doesn't seem like it. I know that, but I promise you, I swear we're all in it together. Now, um, I wanted to share, um, this verse with you guys. Uh, and why do I not know where it is? Oh gosh. I didn't write down the, let me see. I have to look this up real fast. Literally just looking it up on my computer. Isaiah 40, 31. This is what God says. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. We are not given the option to grow or stay the same, but to grow or be carried away. Guys, your strength comes from the Lord. Rely on him. Rely on him. I don't know if you know God. I don't know if you love God. But what I will tell you is that this world is too scary and too hard to, to, to try to fight off on your own. You need community. You need people. And you need to be rooted in something bigger than you. People don't like to hear this. But like we are weak. But our weakness is made perfect in his strength. And 
weakness and, and breaking down destruction, it's going to lead to life. It's going to lead to fruit. I know it doesn't feel like it, but I believe that it will. But yeah, so that's the end of this episode. Um, I hope that anything that I said resonates with you. I hope that you guys know you're not alone. Um, and yeah, I, I love you guys. Um, hope you guys have a great week. Um, if you'd like to support me, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, Nicole.Donna. You can also follow my podcast on all its socials. I have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, I don't want Twitter, but I have everything else. So you can follow me on all of that at Elephants in the Room. You can leave this podcast a rating, give it a review, share it with a friend, share it on your social media. Um, all of that um, matters and it, it all adds up. So if you do that, thank you. Um, but yeah, I'll close this episode out by saying what elephants are in your room. My name is Nicole and I will talk to you guys next week.